Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, let's do this. February 1st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Welcome to a new month. Welcome to the month of February, a month which was originally only slated to have, I think, four Flyers games in the month because of the original Olympic break. Uh, That has now been changed. Now eight games will happen in the calendar month of February, and that begins tonight with the Winnipeg Jets at Wells Fargo Center. A lot of home cooking to start off this month. A lot of home cooking inside the month for the Flyers. Winnipeg and Detroit today and a week from tomorrow is when they'll take on Detroit, eight-day break in between games. Then at Detroit on the 12th, at Pittsburgh on the 15th, then the Flyers will open up an eight-game homestand, four games of which will happen in the calendar month of February, and that will be Washington twice, Carolina, and St. Louis. So some tough opponents for the Flyers, but they get the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Coming up in just a couple minutes, I want to talk about Cam Atkinson, but let's look at the game tonight between the Flyers and the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg on the season right now, sixth spot right now in the Central Division of the Western Conference. They've played 41 games. They're two games over Hockey 500 at 18, 16, and 7. 43 points, negative six in the goal differential, 3-5-2 and two in their last 10, did win their last game. Flyers come in tonight in the seventh spot of eight in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. They've played one more game uh, than the eighth-place New Jersey Devils, but have one more point in the standings, and they've played just that one. Uh, Flyers played 44 games. Devils have played 43. Flyers minus 41 in the goal differential category. That's the worst in the division and one seven and two in their last 10. However, they are coming off their first win of 2022, that overtime win against the Los Angeles Kings at Wells Fargo Center on Saturday when Scott Lawton was able to tip that puck by Jonathan Quick and give the Flyers the win and end the 13-game winless skid. Now, the Flyers against Winnipeg tonight didn't see Winnipeg last year. Uh, They were in the uh, North Division, obviously, up in Canada, and we have yet to see them this year. So it's one of those teams you don't see a whole heck of a lot. But Kyle Connor leading the way for the Winnipeg Jets. He's been great so far this season. He's got 24 goals in 41 games. And how about 44 points in those 44 in 41 games? Pierre-Luc Dubois, who came in that trade for Patrick Laine, uh, 41 games for uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's got 18 goals, 14 assists, and 32 points. He's second in the team in points. Mark Scheifele, 10 goals. 19 assists, 29 points, but just 35 games played. Nikolai Ehlers is another good weapon they have. It's got 13 goals on the season in 34 games and 25 points. So uh, they had their coach step down, Paul Maurice, earlier this season. Word is uh, out of Winnipeg that he felt like they needed a new voice and they needed a new message and a messenger. And he stepped down. It's now the job of Dave Lowry, who is the father of Adam Lowry, who plays for the Winnipeg Jets. That's a little different, but (laughs) hey, uh, that's how it's working out there in Winnipeg right now. They were a team that a lot of people thought could be a cup team a year ago, didn't work out, uh, and they're a team that's been a bit up and down this season and uh, one that's got pretty big expectations and a pretty darn good goaltender in Connor Hellebuck. He leads the way for the Winnipeg Jets, playing 34 games. Uh, Eric Comrie has only played eight, in a 41 games total. And uh, Hellebuck's got a record of 14, 14, and six, a 293 goals against average, and a 909 save percentage. And as you can see by the usage, he is clearly the number one goaltender in Winnipeg. Comrie 
just seeing action in 10 or eight games this season with a record of 4-2-1, a 2-3-4 goals against average, and a save percentage of 920. Pretty good numbers, smaller sample size, uh, but Hellebuck is the man when it comes to the Winnipeg Jets. Now, the Jets in the NHL, 19th in goals per game, or excuse yeah, 19th in goals per game, a 2.88 goals per game. Uh, they allow 2.95 goals per game. That's what they give up. So uh, they're right smack in the middle of the NHL. Power play, a team that doesn't score a tremendous amount. You go, okay, power play is probably not very good. They're actually is pretty decent. 12th in the NHL, clicking at 20.9%. And when you look at the penalty kill for the Winnipeg Jets, 30th in the NHL, 73.1%. So if the Flyers go on the power play, uh, they've got to capitalize on that. Their power play, obviously, this season has been an Achilles heel. It's ranked 28th in the NHL, clicking at just 15.5%. Flyers have not only struggled on the power play, they've struggled to score goals. Uh, They don't score over two to three goals very often. They did on Saturday to get that overtime win against the Los Angeles Kings after the Kings tied it up at three at 19-22 of the third period with the goaltender pulled when Kopitar is able to beat Carter Hart. Uh, But the Flyers respond in overtime, respond to the adversity, and get the win. They get a chance right now to get their first back-to-back wins since back in mid-December, basically before the first game of the back-to-back wins before the uh, Christmas break, and that we know that that came a little earlier and it was a little longer than the NHL had originally planned. Uh, so they get that win before, and then the second win of the last time they won two games in a row comes after the Christmas break against the Seattle Kraken. So the win on the front end was against the Ottawa Senators in overtime 4-3, to three. Then they had the Washington and Pittsburgh game that week, December 21st and 23rd, postponed, came back on December 29th. It was the first game of that road trip where they went to Seattle, San Jose, and then Los Angeles, and they won that game against Seattle 3-2 in overtime in that one. So Flyers look to win back-to-back games tonight. Now, what I wanted to talk about in this episode, I mentioned it before, I want to talk about Cam Atkinson, because in the episode yesterday and talking to Bill Meltzer, I had mentioned that you know, one of the travesties of this season being so sideways and essentially a season where they're not going to contend for the playoffs, there's going to be no postseason, all of that, is that it's unfortunate because because of that, Claude Drew, I believe, likely will be traded at the deadline if he decides to waive his no-move clause. And we will only have gotten to see Claude Giroux and Cam Atkinson play together for maybe two-thirds or three quarters of one NHL season. And you look at the two players, they're not far off each other in age. Drew's 34, just turned. Cam Atkinson, uh, soon enough, will be 33 years old. So basically the same generation of player. And Atkinson been in the league since 2011. Drew came in obviously a little earlier than that. Uh, But both players have been extremely successful and both players complement each other very well. They have some similarities where both are very good penalty killers and both are very good in the neutral zone and defensive zone, and both are really good offensive players. And when you look at Atkinson, you know, Giroux has not had a lot of players on his wing or to play alongside him on a line with the pure goal scoring ability that Cam Atkinson has. Now, Atkinson's not one of those elite snipers. He's not a line A, an Ovechkin. He's not 
Austin Matthews. He's not along those lines, Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid. He's not there, uh, but he's in that next tier down. I mean, he has scored 27 goals, 35 goals, 41 goals in the NHL. He scored the 41 goals in 80 games back in the 2018-19 season, had 69 points that season. The next year, played in 44 games, had 12 goals, 14 assists, and 26 points. And then last year in the shortened 56-game season, his last in Columbus, he had 15 goals and 34 points. But this year in 44 games, he's got 17 goals, so five more than he had in 44 in all of the 19-20 season. And he's got 35 points, more points than he had in 56 games last year in Columbus. And it's not just the byproduct of playing on a good team or a team that's doing better in the standings because the Flyers obviously have not had a good season from that standpoint. And while he and Giroux have not played together all season, I, it's one of the big bummers that if Giroux does end up, you know, waiving that no move clause and, and being traded as a rental in the final year of his deal, that we didn't get to see more of those two players together because I think I look at the way they play the game. I look at the way they carry themselves as NHL players and, you know, the things they say, the things they do, the way they play, how hard they play. And just to me, it's two players that are perfect together. You know, Giroux and Voracek played together for so long and played on the same line for so long. And while the two players complemented each other from, you know, one, a guy that can carry the puck up the ice like Voracek, protect it, and do all of those things. Giroux, a master playmaker. But neither of those two are a shooter. They never had that guy. And while Voracek and Giroux had a lot of success together and a lot of numbers together, Giroux and Atkinson, the complement of the, the consummate playmaker and the goal scorer, could have been really great. When you look at this season— in 44 games, Atkinson, like I said, he's got 17 goals, 18 assists, 35 points. He's tied for the top spot on the team with Giroux. Giroux's only played in 41 games, so he's played three less games, but he's got 15 goals, 20 assists, and 35 points. And, I mean, then you're looking at the drop-off to the third guy on the on the team, or, you know, those two are tied for number one. The next guy has got 24 points, 11 points back of Giroux and Atkinson. It's a bummer. But uh, you never know. Uh, watching those two play together, uh, and had they played together for you know five, six, seven years, probably could have done some really magical things. And Cam Atkinson, one of those guys too. That you know, when you hear him speak, there's never any excuses. There's it's not just cliches and players speak. You always get the sense that you're being told the truth when you hear Cam Atkinson speak after a win, after a loss. And he's assimilated here, obviously, very well. That's not part of the the likable equation for me. Yeah, that's great. And it's great that he's assimilated and was excited to come here. Uh, but I think more of the hockey player in person that the the Flyers got is something to look forward to. Just would have liked to have seen him and Giroux play together a lot longer. Not saying that Giroux's out the door for sure. We don't know that. But those two uh, will work very well together uh, for for some time. Uh, going forward as well. Cam Atkinson under contract for a few more years in the National Hockey League and to the Flyers. His current contract will expire after the 24-25 season, so three more years 
left on Cam Atkinson's deal. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers back at it tonight against the Winnipeg Jets, Wells Fargo Center. Can they win two straight? Here's what I know. We'll break it down coming up tomorrow in a brand new Flyers Daily. Live, baby, yeah.